Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, may I have your attention, please? Are you ready to engage in a mind-blowing experience and hear talks about life, technology, entertainment, and business? The next episode of Hip to Talks starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Hipter Talks. Uh, today we are having with us uh, Kamran Hedjri, am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, welcome Kamran, thank you for taking up the invitation. Uh, Kamran is, um, is the CEO of PXB Financial. Yes, correct. And uh, we really, really want to know more about your background about your company's background who are you what is pxp financial what uh, what's everything about this uh so please go ahead yeah my name is cameron i've been in the payment industry for the last i don't know since 94 uh from the beginning and and it has been a fantastic journey uh it's um uh, what, what I can tell you about my my, my uh, company that I'm working for is PXP Financial. We are at the core uh, PI license company in UK, uh, where we actually offer acquiring services, card acquiring services. We are a principal member of Visa Mastercard. Uh, we do have uh, you know uh, locations in five. Uh, um, uh, cities, uh, Hyderabad in India, Sofia, Vienna, UK, and 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 uh, US, New York. Uh, we operate in three markets: um, UK, Europe, and and US. Currently, uh, we process payments and we enable merchants across multiple verticals and sectors like gaming, online gaming. Uh, retail, hospitality, financial services, cruise, ticketing. And our job is to ensure merchants can sell both online and in-store. So we are the enabler and, and the one helping the merchants to be able to get money in and money out to the customers in a very secure and, and, and efficient way. And we've been doing it for the last 20 odd years right and, and and we have got the experience in in these sectors sounds really um sounds really uh full uh, like you have a, a full palette of uh, services that uh, that you handle over there uh, but how did pxp start it but uh, pxp actually started in two directions right one direction that was the company pxp right which was called surface and the other company was actually secure payment that was called Calixa, right? Mm -hmm. Calixa was, was actually a spin-off of an online gaming company called Bet and Win. Then it, it turned the name to Bwin, which was an idea that came to the market. Okay, I would like to actually establish my own payment company, right? And, and, and they started back in 2001. I joined the company to help them to establish that company. And, and we built up a very robust payment platform in an online environment. And 2014, the paths crossed, right? So self-based, which is not called PXP back then, 
we, we acquired as Calixa the PXP, right? Because we wanted to be both online and in-store. So they were predominantly the PXP was in-store and in, in retail and hospitality. And, and, and Calixa was, was online and in, in more of a like uh, gaming and online gaming. So that would have, you know, that but that helped us to increase our channels and, and our sectors. And 2014, that came together. The company was called Calixa until 2019. And then we renamed the whole company to PXP Financial back in 2019. So it's a company that goes across multiple sectors and offers across multiple channels, right? Both mm -hmm. online and in-store. Okay, as 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 you were talking about uh, how how this uh, this took place and uh, that you're you're quite on the market for some time now, uh, I think it would be a really uh, good opportunity to ask someone that is in the in in the financial industry, uh, how's the payments market in 2022 and uh, 2023 that's coming. Where are we right now? Uh, what's the trend? Where are we going? Yeah, no, I, I think this is, is a fantastic question, right? And it's a very broad one, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so last 22 years, I would say you know, we went through two different, you know, uh, cycle of regulation. So regulation is always good. And then we had a little bit of Brexit in between, right? So, and then, you know, the globalization, and then we had a little bit of the Corona and then a pandemic is coming also. So it, it has been a very turbulent market. So if you think about it, a lot has happened, right? And and now if I just want it's to- It's really, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. It's really funny. I mean, it, it's, um... It's a way that you're talking. Like uh, you, we we can see how big is the market if we talk about like a little bit of Brexit, a little bit of Corona. So yeah. the the financial market is so big that uh, global yeah. scale events are like a little bit of this and that. <laughs> it, it's really no. It's really I, I don't by don't by no mean I want to you know diminish the size of the effect of those things, right? But what no, I'm no, trying no. to say is 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 a lot happening. If you think about the, yeah. you know, the, the the time span and the things that's happening to us throughout this, you know, and then you see the effect and how it's going to happen and then change us. It's 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 interesting to see. You know, the regulators, right? They change the whole market, how the payment industry. So I'm I'm focusing it very narrowly because there is not enough scope to talk, and I'm not by no means expert to talk outside the payment. So I'm just a very you know, narrow guy on the payment sector, right? So I say regulators, right? Like the payment service directive one and two changed the whole regulatory surface and, and changed how the banks actually were predominantly dominantly the, the, the market and then started to make sure that other competitors can come to the market. Like, you know, payment institutions, e-monies, a lot of those started to come about, right? Because the regulators enabled those changes and, 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 and made sure that there is a market for a payment institute and an e-money. We are as a result of that regulatory changes that enabled us to become a payment institution. Visa MasterCard accepted that a non-bank, like a payment institution, which was not a full bank, can actually come and service this market. And even more innovative and more, uh, you know, just faster, right, than a big bank, right? So we could actually adapt to the technologies and then come up with the good solutions. 
And this helped to create a sort of a new, 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 new uh, set of companies. Payment Service Directory 2, we started to talk about, okay, how can we actually open up the market so that the dominance of the banks, you know, controlling the data and accessing the customer data, it opened it up. And then there you have got, you know, companies like, you know, AISPs and PISPs that, that open banking started to come, right? So I'm just setting the scene where we want to go because the trend was always about cards and how the cards are going to be, you know, you know, you know, transactions. Then the alternative payment options came about, you know, the wallets, the, the, the stored value cards, the mobile payments, all sorts of things that came, right? And then changed the, the service. Now the open banking is a is a is a topic, right? So 2022 is question of open banking still, you know, very, very, very present. Cards are still in our life, but are the cards in a digital format? Is is the way the way to go? Yes, I think so, right? It's going to get more digitalized, right? Um, I'm using this more than my phone, if you can see it, more than my card, right? This is this is the type of things you use again and again and again, right? And, 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 and that's that's where it's going. It's going to get more digitalized, right? Because what happened with Corona, right? The shops were closed and there was a big push towards the digitalization, right? So everything is getting more digitalized, right? And the customers are more used to this digital experience. They want to have a unified experience across all the shoppings and experience they want to do, right? So this omni-channel use unified experience should be there, right? And then it goes also towards, okay, we've got also the crypto stuff and, 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 and digital assets, right? That's also still in the mix, right? We see it all the time with the big cycles of the news, right? But there are also stable coins which were affected, right? But also still a big topic, right? And, and then also the, 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 the banks, right? The, the central banks, the CBDCs, right? The central bank digital currencies. They are all, a lot of the central banks are, are working on this and coming up with that. So we've got the digital, right? Visualization, the digital asset and the CBDCs, the whole open banking, which is a topic, right? And, and the cards, still a topic. The alternative payment options is a topic. Right, and then it goes towards the direction also with cash, right? Cash is still there, right? Is yeah. it going to die? I don't think so. It's still going to be part of our life going forward. So there are three pillars, right? The digitals, the cash and digital assets. They are all going to coexist for a while, right? And and, and, and we will see how that innovation is still going to go forward, right? And, and I think the other thing that I just want to add that just jumped to my mind, the energy is a big topic, right? And yeah, the energy is going to be a, a big factor that could affect the, 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 the whole mining in these crypto worlds and the energy and everybody's talking about now the energy and, and, and you want to really spend so much energy to mine things. And those things are, are also another factor that comes into the mind to discuss these things. It's a lot, okay. of, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of different topics, right? But a whole lot of different topics. We could have a podcast for each one of them. <laughs> but I, I want to ask you something. Um, what Regarding the, the pandemic and post-pandemic situation all over the globe, uh, what are the major shifts that uh, that happened in the payments industry? 
because of course a, a lot have happened but there yeah. must be uh, a couple of of, of changes that uh, that are drastic i can i can tell you a couple of them right one of them was you know because we, we worked with both retails right and, and and online right so online was always online and the retail we had a lot of sort of a 70-30 mix, right? 17 mm -hmm. and 13 in, 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 in online, right? No, it's it's uh, other way around, right? So it's the, the, there was a big shift towards actually more digital than, than in-store, right? People are used to and, and got trained to actually use the online shopping and online and digital way of interacting, right? So that, mm -hmm. was, that was a big topic, right? And I think the major part that I'm also affected is how we work together, right? Usually, you know, we used to come to the offices, sit together in the office, you know, interacting in the office. There was there was this 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 feeling that I have to go to the office every day to work, right? Yeah. Now the homeworking and, and the whole interaction, right, is a completely different way of working together, right? And and people got used to it. Before, if you think about it can we have this disaster recovery and, and all those discussions that we had is, you know, people going home and, and, and one day the office is not accessible. What would happen? You know, we had scenarios around it, right? And now it's easy. Nobody needs to be in the office. Everybody can work from anywhere, right? And that yeah. changed it. So office space, right? The way we are interacting, the whole in, interaction and also the, the psychological aspect of it, right? You know, how do we actually still remain social <laughs> without the socialization that can we need to do right and that's 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 another factor that is coming to my mind right that that's a challenge right yeah and uh indeed this uh this changed really really uh fast let's say um yeah. from from people that were not used to um to live without the the social interface, I think the the trans uh, the transition went uh, really smooth considering everything going on, and yeah, yeah of course this uh, I think this this left a, a huge mark on the on the financial market as well. Uh, but uh, you were talking about technology evolution and uh, stepping up stepping up on uh, on the on the digital side of things. Uh, I want to talk about something that's really sensitive to some of the people. Um, artificial intelligence in the payments industry, the, the yeah. role of uh, AI-assisted payments uh, yeah. compared to the classic or, or standard payments procedures. Hmm. What's your take on, on this? I think we need it, right? I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a necessity in our life and, and, and that's the natural uh next development stage that we need to get to and, and, and we, are, we are interacting with it all the time right i mean it's we are using it without even knowing that we are using it right so yep. uh, look simplest thing right is is to do with uh fraud detection modules right uh we used to uh, work with very static rule-based expert systems, right there are static rules and that 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 you say okay this set of rules if they hit then there is a certain action with that transaction, right? So if somebody is doing the transaction, then, then there is these rules we apply on them. And then if there is a, you know, some kind of a scoring and then, then something comes out and then the transaction is either rejected or we pass it, right? 
And that was a static, it's a static way of looking at it. And, and processors, what are they good at it? At, at you know, they learn, right? And, and when they learn, they start to understand how the system behaves, and then they say, you know, bypass it, right? So that's a very static way of dealing with the phone. Now, in order to accommodate as a actually address that dynamic approach of a fraudster, right? They, they learn, you need to also have a machine learning and, and a system that can learn the transactions and the behavior of the other, other parts, right? So in, 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 in fraud detection systems, you're already using a lot of AI, you know, algorithms and, and machine learning and then, you know, uh, adaptation to the transaction patterns. So in order to actually, you know, address those, uh, those uh, transactions and have a better fraud detection system. So that's that's one element, you know, to keeping because what is important in payment system, it needs to be fast, it needs to be secure, you no, know, it needs to protect the customers and all those things, right? So the security aspect and protection of the customer can happen better. So that's that's it's happening, right? And the other thing is the merchant wants to actually understand the customers better, right? And, and, and they don't want, you know, if you look at the number of the payment options across, right? And, and the things that they exist. So in order to adapt to the customer, they need to understand the customers, the customer's behaviors, right? And, and, and actually offer the right type of a payment option, right? And that's, that's the selection is an, an understanding. There is another aspect that the AI can come to the game and, and understands from the patterns, from the data, the behavior of the customer. So that how is that actually is, is, is possible to offer the best payment option and the best offering. It's also the same thing with the marketing offerings. It's not only the payment selection, also the things that are more related to that customer. And again, you know, a lot of uh, uh, Things is you know how is the customer's life cycle and the churn so from the transaction and the spend behavior you can also predict certain behavior certain churn so that you can actually address and then extend the life cycle of a customer and 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 and, and, and extend that that's you know you know that the customer remains longer with you so there are mm -hmm. also elements of the AI you know used across there. Uh, I think we are using it in multiple ways, right? And, and, and it's already deployed into a set aspects, but it's not so visible to anybody, right? And, and, yeah. and you're, 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 you're actually acting with it on a daily basis. So what, in, in your opinion, what are the best AI tools for payments that are on the market right now? The various ones. I mean, there are a lot of people doing it in-house. They build it and then they, there's, there's this H2O, uh, H2O, AI, you know, that, that's, that's something that you can actually look and, and, and up and there is a nice demo from that and they can start and a lot of, you know, financial services use it also, right? The, the, the various ones, yeah. Okay. Uh, and what do you think is the, the general attitude to this whole AI interfering with my transaction, AI having access to my financial details? Um, what do you think that the attitude is right now, and do you think it's going to uh, to, to change? I think it's a good question, right? And, and and I think people in general, right? If you think about it, right? They don't uh, they don't feel safe if 
if a machine controlling something, right? They're more feeling more safe, right? If there is a person, like if there is a train and there is no driver in it, and then they're sitting in that train. So there is a feeling, okay, what happens, right? So I mean, I mean, it's a little bit old-fashioned way of doing it, right? But then the, 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 the newer generation, they're used to it, right? They yeah. feel they interact with it all the time. They don't have that feeling that the older generation have, right? So it's a it's a it's a, it's a change of the mentality. Look, using the phone and I'm paying for it, uh, interacting on a social media, right? And then going forward, you know, just not doing anything in the shop, right? Knowing, don't knowing the old style, right? It helps us to adapt to it. And I think our our uh, the generation that that we have here just just going to be part of their life. It's not going. They they won't know anything different. So I think it's just the adaptation, and it's getting easier and easier for the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree on that. Now you mentioned that in the in the beginning of PXP uh, there was some uh, gaming gambling payments um, uh, industry interference. Uh, let's mix these two topics together. Um, what do you think that AI can deliver for the iGaming payments experience? I mean, uh, I think that the, the 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 one aspect I'm I'm just playing game player protection, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm making sure that, that 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 you know in the gambling space, you know, there is a protection for those for players, and then then it's a responsible gaming, as they call it, right? The behavior, making sure that that there is a certain um, identification of certain behavior, and the AI is used, and, and it can be also very beneficial to understand certain behavior, certain patterns, and identify, you know, the you know, the players or the the, the 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 persons that are affected and are in danger of of any kind of a thing, and then then you know interacts and and you know predicts their day their behavior so that it can be address quicker, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one, right? The other one is is very much on the offering and, and selection of the services, the games, the things that the, uh, uh, the, 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 the preferences of those customers that can be also actually applied, you know, and, and, and made sure that it's, 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 it's introduced into that, into that space. There are just two aspects that I can think of right, right, of, right now, but, but, but there are many more things that we can bring into this. I'm, I'm sure of that. Um, I want to, as we're getting close to, to ending this session, I want to ask you about the uh, 2023 goals and uh, directions that PXP uh, is taking on. Yeah. I think um, uh, we, are, we, are, we are big in US, right? So we are uh, servicing the online gaming market quite extensively. So we would like to grow in that direction and, and, and expand our, our, our footprint. Uh, we are so, uh, you know, offering a very good uh, retail solution in US and globally. So we want to actually then expand across that one. So this is, this is, this is one of the biggest goals that we have. And obviously we do want to, you know, continue our, 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 our initiatives in, in the open banking. So we have established quite a bit of uh, initial work in that and, and, and expand across that. As we said, you know, we need to make sure that, that open banking is a part of that offering that all the merchants get, right? And, and, and we are not quite 
you know, advanced on the crypto and stable coin and CBDCs, but you are early stages and we have started to offer our initial solution. So we will be looking at the market and going with the market and, and making sure that we are, we are addressing that need and requirement as it comes and as it goes. So we want to make sure that we cover both fiat and crypto and stable coin equally, you know, when we go forward and then and see where the market is going. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is, you know, we just want to make sure that we are a good, good player on the market, offer good services, make, you know, our customers happy, get new customers uh, and be a, a good company and, and contribute to the uh, experience in the payments and come with a couple of innovations, hopefully next year. Okay, so I uh, wish you good luck with the uh, expansion plan. <laughs> I hope everything goes uh, goes as you wish. If you have any any closing statements for for our audience, you're more than welcome to 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 share it. Thank you very much for the opportunity, and and I would like to uh, wish everybody a, a successful and good and healthy time, right? And 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 uh, enjoy. Your, your journey when you do your payments, it's going to get easier and easier and easier as we go along, right? Okay. Thank you very much, Cameron, for taking the time. Thank you for sharing your, your knowledge with us, with our audience. And uh, to our audience, thank you again for tuning in and uh, see you next week. Thank you for joining. Be sure to check back next week for the next Hip to Talks and subscribe on Amazon Music, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Pandora.